Fantasy Lounge. Live from 92nd in Nashville, formerly 33rd in Emerald, with the same old fantasy football talk. 12 degenerates from Oak Lawn compete to be the champion. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? Who's this man? Find out this week on the Fantasy Lounge with your host, Randy Hansen. As a gym coach, he was a natural. Show me some hustle! Here's this week's edition of the Fantasy Lounge. And we are live in the Fantasy Lounge. As always, Mikey back on the mic. To my right, the commissioner, Randy Hansen. And I know I missed a week. A week? I was a, I was a little doom and gloom, but uh, you know what fixes a little doom and gloom? A little Rogers 58 piece. You sure you only missed one week? I think it was two, kid. It might have been two. I don't know. When you're uh, in a deep depression, time kind of blurs. I said the kid coming out of the cave of misery was, uh, was pretty spectacular, you could say. I'm glad you're back, kid. You know the commission had to hold it down for the listeners. Had to keep the podcast afloat. But I'm glad the the team's back together. The band's back together, kid. The band is back together. And... Uh... You know, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. You know, winning winning cures a lot of things. It really does. And I'm not gonna say I wasn't busy because I was busy. But the losing definitely um, made me dive into work a little bit more than uh, what I'm used to. And so, you know, maybe was I that busy? I don't know. But you know, that was my excuse to avoid uh, the outside world for the or the fantasy world for that matter for the the last couple of weeks. When you say you diving into work, uh, what does that mean as a gym coach? Uh, well, or is it gym it teacher? It's more of the uh, I scope the minds. Um, uh, did you roll the balls out a little harder? Uh, did you not pay so a little more? That, pay- you know, not so much that. It's it's more it's more um you know the 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 amount of lesson plans I had to do it was very vigorous, very tough. I had to, um you know, come up with a lot of different scenarios, um you know stuff like that. You would have no idea what I'm talking about. This is all teacher mumbo. Did you blow the whistle a little harder? <laughs> I, did, I did. I did. You know, I had a little. Uh, you know, I wrote some more kids up, I'll tell you that, because oh. I wasn't in a good mood. Tossing kids left and right. Yeah, yeah but I'm back on track, and uh, you know what's interesting? A lot's been happening since I've been gone, and a lot of news coming out of uh, the NFL these past couple of days. People getting traded. And so we're going to do a little catch-up real quick. Uh, Muhammad Sanu. We'll start with Sanu here going to New England uh, for a second-rounder, which kind of seems like a lot. That lets me think, though, that Belichick's got some big plans for Sanu in that offense. Yeah, at the same time, when you think about Brady, only has uh, you, you realistically he only has a couple more years left. So you got to win. You got to play for now and try to win. So especially with Josh Gordon now on IR, um, a kind of banged up wide receiver core. Um, you want to get Muhammad Sanu fits I think perfectly in that offense that he's a very cerebral. Uh, wide Cerebral, re- yeah. yeah, wide receiver, very smart, good route runner as well, and a good blocker. And I think he's going to fit in perfectly, and I think he's going to pick up that offense pretty pretty well. Uh, over under .5 touchdowns Sanu throws in that offense. I, I, that's what I said right away against trade. I'm like, there is going to be a time where Sanu bombs a 70-yard bomb to probably Edelman. I mean, look, Sanu, there's a three-week stretch from week three to five where he was a legit wide receiver three candidate. 
Um, again, I know Josh Gordon's now on IR. He's done for the year. Philip Dorsett is back, but, you know, oftentimes injured. And then, you know, obviously Edelman's the mainstay there. Look, I expect Sanu, who uh, has been in the league for a long time, to pick up really quickly that offense. I know Nikhil Harry's coming off IR, and I know Jacoby Myers is, is getting some, some touches too. But uh, they gave up a second rounder. I'm expecting Sanu to, to get a lot of uh, get a lot of run in New England. Uh, right now, Sanu's currently ranked 37th wide receiver overall in PPR formats. Do you think... He goes up, stays the same, or goes down. Moving into no, I, there's got to be an uptake. I, for the past two weeks, Atlanta hasn't really used him, but like what I referenced week three to five, I mean, uh, six for 75, nine for 91, five for 42 and a tutty. That's big-time production. And again, uh, he's very versatile. I could see them doing a lot of different things with Sanu. Um, it could be a situation where, um, he, you know, he might, like I said, throw a touchdown. I could see him doing some end-around type stuff. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what he could do. Uh, I expect Sanu to be a legit wide receiver three play moving forward in fantasy. Absolutely. You know who takes an uptick as well for Atlanta is Calvin Ridley. Yes. I think that's the biggest news for Calvin, Calvin Ridley owners is that Sanu departure, and that uh, leads for more opportunities, more targets, and that team's been down all year because their defense is terrible. So I think Calvin Ridley owners are pretty happy to see uh, Muhammad Sanu go. Absolutely. Speaking of people probably happy to go, Cortland Sutton owners are probably jumping for joy that Emmanuel Sanders got shipped out of town. He's going to San Francisco uh, for a third and a fourth rounder. Uh, how do you like Sanders in that uh, in the, that uh, that offense down in San Fran? Well, as of right now, you can't really – you could bench these wide receivers from San Francisco, but you can't play any of these wide receivers from San Francisco. Um, I think Sanders is the only guy that's capable of being startable – for your team, I know right now he's currently ranked the 26 overall wide receiver. I think it kind of stays in the same area because San Francisco doesn't throw the ball as much. They're a really run dominant team. Uh, that's an understatement. Uh, 31st in attempts, pass attempts for the San Francisco 49ers. So they barely throw the ball 20 times a game. So yeah, not a lot of uh, targets maybe to go around. Um, and then for Sutton as well, you're looking for at a a Denver offense that is abysmal with Joe Flacco, and you're going to take away another weapon out on the edge. Um, it could be a sneaky pickup to Sean Hamilton. Yeah, it could be. Let's see if uh, that offense kind of picks up after a, a terrible week against the Thursday night game against the Chiefs last week. I will say this, though. I love the Sanders move for San Francisco. You mentioned the run game. They're second in the league in rushing. You know what that means, though, when you're that good at running the ball? A lot of play action. Yeah. I'm expecting a lot. Like when Sanders catches the ball, I'm expecting 18, 20 yards of catch. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna see a lot of five for 85 games, five for 90 games. I think too it adds a little value to Kittle because teams are gonna have to respect what Emmanuel Sanders could do. I know it's a little concerning his injury history, but to get a, to give up a third and fourth to get a, a veteran who's been around for a long time, who knows who's a true professional. I think it's a, it's a good get for San Francisco, and I think borderline, high-end wide receiver three, low-end wide receiver two moving forward. Uh, what do you think a, a timetable is for a guy getting traded mid-season into a new offense to pick up that offense? Do you give it a couple – you give it a week or two? I don't see know. See how they develop in that offense. And especially under, the understanding offense, I'd say like New England is a very um, sophisticated offense to maneuver and to master, you could say. So – I would give a little learning curve about like two weeks. 
Yeah, I mean, but again, Sanu's been in the league for a long time. I think seven years, and Sanders, I mean, has played on some some really legit offenses. Who's seen pretty much every type of scheme uh, around. I mean, Sanders has been in the league since twenty ten. So uh, this is a guy that has seen everything. I, I I don't expect like a heavy time transit, a tough transition for either of these two. Um, I got I like both of them. Like Sanu, you were not starting. Uh, you could legit start Muhammad Sanu and probably feel good about it. Maybe not the first week, but moving forward, every yeah, week. Yeah, you're like looking Sanu. at week nine. Yeah. Um. Now, there's some people that have not been traded, but the, the, you know the the rumor mills. It's a flying. it's a swirling. It's a swirling. It's a swirling. A big name right now, number one fantasy tight end is Austin Hooper being shopped around the NFL. Are, are you concerned if Austin Hooper gets moved as a Austin Hooper fantasy owner? Um. Absolutely, you got to say, because the reason that he, I would say he's the number one uh, tight end in all football, especially the tight end position has been so abysmal this year, is because Atlanta is a dumpster fire, yeah. and they're constantly passing. So you got to love the situation. If you're a Hooper owner, you hope he just stays. I know Hooper is going to be an uh, unrestricted free agent this year. He's, what is he, 25, I believe? Yeah, he's, I believe so. I believe, I, so. I believe he's 25. I know he's very young. He's going to get a huge deal. I I project him to be the highest paid tight end in the NFL. Mm-hmm. After I said, after Jimmy Graham right now is at $10 million a year, I think Hooper is going to be up there. Yeah, so uh, Austin Hooper's actually just turned 24. No, no, no. no. Wait, he's about to turn 25, my fault. His no. birthday is in the, on the 29th, so what is that, in four days? Five days? Well, a little happy uh, birthday. Yeah, happy gets, he gets traded to a winning team. A little happy birthday, Austin Hooper. Um, Yeah, but like worst case scenario, he gets like traded to, I don't know, Minnesota. Uh, but, I don't know. Like I think he's in a perfect situation, like you said. 55 targets through seven games is absurd for a tight end. Um, if you're an Austin Hooper owner, you're praying to the fantasy gods that he does not get moved. At the same time, I'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen with Atlanta. Do they bench Matt Ryan? You know, if they if they go one and nine here, and then what are you looking at the last six games of the season? So maybe long run it might be better, but in the short term, you want Austin Hooper on the line of Yeah, Matt Ryan did go out last week with an ankle injury. I think he, he says he's going to play. He's going to play this week. Um, so that's something to monitor going forward. I really like. I'm trying to break down. I'm trying to think of a good landing spot for Hooper and who would want to even. Because you know they got they want to pay him in the offseason. They don't want to just rent him for a season. And the only one I could really think of right now is uh, probably a winning team is Seattle. Because mm. Seattle has some cap space, even though they signed Clowney. So interesting. <clears throat> that's the only one that really comes to mind. I, I really think Hooper's going to stay, and I think uh, Atlanta's going to bite the bullet. They're going to do some stuff to work out that contract in the offseason. What do you think about like maybe Arizona? I don't know. Three and three right now. Maybe they're like, you know, let's go get a young piece to put around full or to put around Kyle Murray. I don't know. Especially with Larry Fitz. Larry Fitz um, in the decline. You no. know, Austin Hoover. De- I know Larry Fitz could. Larry Fitz could play tight end. For yeah, next his five. fantasy his fantasy stats have been uh, pretty, uh, as you like to say, abysmal lately. I don't know. I just throwing that out there. What about like a Buffalo? A Buffalo's got a ton of cap space, but I, I just, is that? I mean, he would be a good fit for Josh Allen, a good security blanket. Okay. Just throwing out some ideas. Yeah. Kicking the tires. Speaking of kicking the tires, uh, this really has no um, transition to what I'm about to say. I just like saying that phrase. But Kenyon Drake being shopped, the Miami Dolphins running back, and you notice now Mark Walton taking over some snaps, the primary ball uh, ball carrier. Kenyon Drake right now being shopped, 
who's the best fit? I could see him, depending on the fit, being somewhat of an asset for a fantasy team. Um, I thought going into this week when I first thought about it, I thought the Lions would be a good fit for him because I thought the Lions were they're kind of on that edge team right now, even though they're fourth in the NFC North. But then the Lions shopped their best safety. Yeah, I don't and, they, and it, they're looking like sellers at the deadline. So I I don't I think I I, I really don't I think I think Drake stays because who who really is in that much of need of a running back that is a winning team. Look, I mean through six games, Drake's got twenty four catches, which I like. Um, he's not really the highest. I mean, he's only gotten the highest in terms of a game. He's he's seen rushing the ball has been twelve rushes. Um, so I, you would like to see him get more volume. I don't see that jumping up. He's still somewhat could be a factor in the run game. When you're talking teams, what team stands out to me that you know could use a pass catching type re, uh, running back? Uh, you know, initially I thought New Orleans if if Kamara is going to be out for a little bit, but I don't see that as as a potential fit because they got rid of Zach Center. Zach Center could possibly go back to the Lions as well. Yeah. I want to monitor that. You know, nothing's really standing out to me. Um, again, you're not going to get much for him either. Uh, you know, maybe Kansas City if they're not, if, you know, another another injury happens soon. I don't know. Houston, I don't know. Like, Houston's got a, a, enough backup for me, too. I don't know. It's it's really hard to say. Maybe, like, maybe like Tampa Bay. Maybe Tampa Bay. Maybe but Carolina, the- you know, in terms of, you know, to give McCaffrey a little bit of, feel better about giving McCaffrey some... Uh, some snaps off. I don't know. I don't really see a, a standout fit, but you never know with injuries and stuff. But I think in the right situation, I think he could be, you know, a guy that's going to get you 10 to 12 fantasy points. But going to be a formidable RB2. I'm kind of all in on Mark Walton this week, too. I've been just trying to get him from Waldo for the past, like, 24 hours, and it's a no-go. So there's that. Last, last topic here we got to talk about. Melvin Gordon has been terrible. A might be the worst holdout in NFL history. It's got to be, without a doubt. I don't remember a, a situation where a guy held out and he performed this badly. What team's going to pay him next year? He looks like a 33-year-old running back right now. Looks slow. He's not hitting the whole hard. And I'm a Melvin Gordon fan. The product of Kenosha, uh, up Carthage College. Shout out to those boys up there in K-Town. Um, my main th- concern was, when I was talking about in preseason and going – the first couple of weeks was, this guy's not on Instagram at, at all working out. I'm not seeing any videos. You know they pump up like, hey, guy still looks good, still working out hard. I don't, I don't care if you're just doing dot drills or something, or just jumping hurdles over cones. Yeah, at but at least, at least you're showing something. me something post that you're something. working out because I he looks slow. Yeah, I'm very concerned. He's averaging two point three yards a rush here, folks, which is just pull your hair out. Terrible. Um, it's obviously it's obvious that whenever time anytime Austin Eckler's in the game, he is way more productive. I'm shocked that he's not playing more. Um, Melvin Gordon cost them the game last week, which pretty much killed their playoff hopes, their playoff chances. Uh, I I don't I don't see, I don't see it. I don't see it with this team. If you're, if you're the Chargers, why are you not moving him? Because obviously you don't want to pay him. You why are you not? I think you should try and do everything you can to get a fourth, fifth rounder for him. You need that, you need him like this week to pop off against the Bears. I don't see and then it. sell high. Yeah, I, I've been trying to move him. 
And but then people are trying to lowball me. I can't. I can't do that. He, I think I caught a touchdown last week, or else it'd have been terrible. I mean, he again, if he scores that touchdown in the last seconds of that Tennessee game, are we are we singing a different tune here? I don't know. But he looks terrible. That would that would totally, totally agree. That's how I got lost. Like I'm worried when Justin Jackson like becomes active again. Like he's gonna take some carries too. I why 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 wouldn't it not be just the Austin Eckler show? They don't think he's durable enough. They don't think he's every down back. I don't know. Run him in the ground. I mean, that's what. I don't know, but I'm very concerned. I might might not. I might not even start him this week. Melvin Gordon. I. But then it's like, do I go do Johnson? Yeah, the Bears did give up hundred yard rushers back to back weeks. Yeah, but I'm a big believer in the bounce back. I'm a big believer in the bounce back. Well, maybe they're playing egg toss again, so who knows? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you know what's crazy? How fast this fantasy season's going? Week seven in the books. We're halfway done with the fantasy regular season. Yeah, you know Wednesday after week seven, going into week eight is the half point. Halfway point, and so we're gonna give you some names here. We're gonna call it the second half splash. Kind of keeping with our swimming theme throughout our segments for the most part. We're going to highlight guys right now that we think are going to be or have the potential to win you a fantasy league or potentially get you in the playoffs with a strong, strong finish to the regular season. Do you want to? I know you're high on a quarterback right now that you think potentially could be the number one quarterback in fantasy. Well, after last week, we, we got to go to Lamar Jackson. You know what? Not only that fourth down play. Where he looks to Harbaugh and he's like, "We want to go for it. Let's go for it and pump it up the sideline." That's a leader right there. The guy rushed for a hundred yards last week, passed for well over like two fifty, almost three hundred. But Lamar Jackson, to me, is the real deal. He's currently ranked the number two overall quarterback. Going forward, he's projected twenty one hundred yards passing, thirteen TDs, six picks, four rushing touchdowns, and five hundred and six yards rushing for a total of two hundred forty. Point seven seven fantasy points. That's a lot of nums right there. That is. And then, num, 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 num. And he would be the number one overall quarterback going forward, after, especially with Mahomes going down. And I think we're going to be looking at Lamar Jackson as the second half push to potentially make, if he hasn't, hasn't already, uh, throw his hat in the MVP ring. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's insane what he's doing with the feet. I mean... Baltimore right now is a team averaging over 200 rushing yards a game, and a big reason is Lamar Jackson. So when you can pencil in anywhere from 60 to 80 rushing yards from your quarterback a game, that is absolutely insane. Taking it from someone that got Lamar Jackson last week, I got Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you got Jackson. I got Jackson. Um, watching him when he escapes a pocket, and he gets He's in gone. space. I've never. I don't think I've seen a quarterback that fast since, since Vic. Without that, without a doubt, I mean, he's the in the a, second level, and the dude's electric, automatically. And I'm like, boogie, 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 boogie. I'm, it's like a 14 yard gain, and I'm like, he just left the pocket. Hey. I, it was, it was trifling, you could say. Well, for you, but yeah. not for for uh, not for fancy owners of Lamar Jackson, but for me, playing against him, it was pull your hair out as much as possible, Mikey meltdown style. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to stick with the quarterback theme. Here's the guy that right now is not even playing. and he's. I'm telling you right now he's going to win you a fantasy league, possibly. He's not even playing. Drew Brees. Look, they play Arizona this week. Then they have a bye. I'm expecting him to be back from the bye. After the bye, they have Atlanta, 
Tampa, Atlanta, Carolina. That's that's the playoff push right there. Weeks 11, 12, 13, 14. You're talking about a guy, Drew Brees, who is going to be fully healthy on an offense that is basically clicking on all cylinders with Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, if you have Drew Brees, if you've been stashing him, or somehow he's available in your league, go pick him up right now because I'm telling you right now, when you play Tampa Bay twice, or when you play Tampa Bay, who's the worst pass defense in the league, when you play the Atlanta Falcons twice, who's the 28th worst pass defense in the league, you're feeling really good about that. So go out, do what you can. Maybe you could trade for Drew Brees, but I'm telling you right now, Drew Brees is going to get you into the playoffs if you start him. We're talking possible 30 to 35 pieces a week. Do you think he plays this week? No. Why? They should not. No way. He says it's, he's trying to. I know, but they they should beat Arizona with Teddy Bridgewater, and then you get the bye, come back 1,000% healthy. Can New Orleans pay Teddy Bridgewater next year? No, because he's going to get paid. Unless he just wants to stay there and he'll take a little haircut. No, give him, come to the Bears all day. I would love me some Teddy Bridge. Teddy Bridge? A serviceable quarterback that just killed us this last weekend. He did. He looked great doing it, though. Now, I'm going to move on to the wide receiver position. The, guy, the old pass catchers. And here's a guy only ranked currently 28 wide receiver that I could see going forward after, after week eight. I'm saying this, after week eight. I, I'm going to say he's going to be a top five Wide receiver. I would say even top three wide receiver. This is a guy with a lot of talent that has struggled up until this point, and that's Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham, you know, they had a hard schedule at the beginning of the year. Uh, now they play New Orleans in week eight. and I mean, not New Orleans, uh, New England in week eight, and that's going to be, a, as we've seen, the best fantasy defense probably maybe ever. They're top, what are they, top three fantasy scorers right now? I believe so. I'm not sure. I don't have the numbers on me. I, to be honest, I spaced out because Gallagher made a trade in our league. Traded Singletary straight up for Sammy Watkins. So I was just looking at that. Um, fantastic. Gallagher's just wheeling and dealing, dude. We'll, we'll break down that yeah, when we we'll talk about that. the league. But um, So Odell Beckham, this is his remaining game schedule. We already said in week eight he plays New Orleans. But then he plays Denver, Buffalo, Pitt, Miami, Pitt, Cincinnati, Arizona, Baltimore. Those are some... Juicy, juicy matchup. The only team that I see after uh, uh, New England in Week Eight is Baltimore in Week Sixteen, and by that time you're in the championship. Uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna disagree with you on this here. Uh, he gets Denver and Buffalo. Denver's the third uh, best pass defense, and Buffalo's fourth. So uh, you know, I you know, my point is, I get your point with Pittsburgh, Miami, and stuff like that. But if you need a win in these next three games, there's a potential that. Out of one of those three, most likely two of those three games, he's going to put up a dud. All right. So he plays a little little sideboard bet. How about that, kid? Mm -hmm. Are you ready for this? Sure. Because we're we're betting men. So at least I am. We got New England. Uh At New England, at Denver, then at home against Buffalo. Yes. Over, under, he puts up. Two, Two of those three games, he goes under 12 points. Over, under, he puts up 60 points. Under, under in, in three games. There's no way he gets off like that. Like he might, he might put up a twenty piece in one of those games, but I don't see him going for a thirty in the next three games. There's no way. Fifty five and a half. Mm, nah, I still take the under. I'll take the over. All right. Case of cool. beer, six pack. Sure. Why not? Witnesses. Witness. Twenty seven. Yeah, years. I'm not seeing. It. I, I just, I just don't think uh, that offense is as good. I don't think the play calling is as good. I think Nick Chubb's too good to not keep pounding the ball. 
I think there's a lot of problems there, and it starts with it starting with Freddie Kitchen. Baker Mayfield is, I don't think that good. Okay, we'll we'll put a, we'll put a poll up on the Twitter page, sure. and we'll see what the the viewers like sure, to say. Absolutely, I got another receiver that's way better, and uh, you know, is going to win someone a, a fantasy league, or at least at least get you in the playoffs. That's Stephon Diggs. I mean, an ice cold start, ice cold start. Um, but hey, look. Past four games, he's really turning on. At least seven catches in three of the last four games. Thirty targets over the last four. Gotta love that volume. He gets Seattle, Detroit, Chargers, Green Bay during the fantasy football playoff home stretch. I like those matchups. Um, look, Thielen's out this week. Uh, it's going to be a big game for him this week. Diggs right now, who was pretty much like outside the top sixty in receivers, now all of a sudden's. Flirting with the top 25. I could see by the end of the season, Diggs is a top 15 fantasy receiver, which is crazy to say considering his start. Uh, yeah, I think Diggs starts popping off. And you know what? Kirk Cousins was getting bagged a lot for uh, his his play at the beginning of the season, but he's been he's been kind of lights out the last few You heard here first on the lounge. Mikey Mack broke that down. I was, I was Kirk Cousins' defense lawyer. People were trying to put this man in, in jail for his poor play. And I came to his defense when no one would. I need to be um, honored for that, and I need to be acknowledged. Put him in jail? I think they were trying to put him six feet under. Yeah, they pretty much. Put the nails in the coffin on Kirk Cousins' hey, career. good for Kirk Cousins. Uh, still. You like the, that, don't you? You like that. One of the one of the all-time sound bites of all time, walking into that locker room, makes him a legend. I got one last guy for you. Running back, Pittsburgh, and I'm going to you know, preface this with, with health, but... Look, James Conner right now, coming off a bye, should be pretty healthy. James Conner, again, you drafted him with the assumption Big Ben is the quarterback in the first round, maybe early second. But I really like James Conner moving forward. Look, over the past three games, averaging about 22 fantasy points. 15 targets in a three-game span. I, I like that volume. Weeks 11 through 14 gets Cleveland. Who gets? He gets Cleveland, Cincy, Cleveland, Arizona. Cleveland's given up the eighth most uh, fantasy points to running backs since he's given up the most. And Arizona is a defense that I don't feel too worried about. So weeks 11 through 14, you're, you're plugging in James Conner with some very favorable matchups with the likelihood that he's going to get you, I'm thinking, a 20. So if you have James Conner or people are looking to trade James Conner, I'm all in on him. I'm a big fan of James Conner. You know, a guy battled through cancer and stuff like that, and he's a cancer survivor. So, what are you like the Sunday Night Crew that has to, or the Monday Night Crew that? I just, I just hate every time he plays. They got to mention it like ten times. We get it. I mean, mention it once, but like to to bring it up all the time. Come on, you're literally wearing a cancer shirt. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. You're wearing a cancer People relief shirt. You're wearing a purple Oakland versus Rivers cancer shirt. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I love, I love the story, but. When the story gets shoved down your throat 9, 10, t- 11 times a broadcast, I mean, I'm pro, I'm, I'm like, I'm pro cancer awareness. Oh, so it's a pro cancer podcast. I'm pro cancer. Pro cancer or anti-cancer? Anti-cancer, pro cancer. I love Cancer know, relief or yeah, cancer? Yeah, I'm all about cancer it. I want to raise as much money as I can, and I love this story, but we have to hear about it 10 times a, a, a telecast. I, I guess. I, all right. Okay. It's it's kind of a cold take by me, but <laughs> real real cold. It's not it's not, it's not a it's not a good take by me, but I'm just saying. It's the same thing with like, well, I got like, any any time like Eli used to play, they always used to show Archie Manning. We get it. The dude played quarterback and he was okay. The dad was okay. What? Because he played in New Orleans when they they were terrible. 
and he was their best player. Like, we get it. Their whole, their whole family's quarterbacks. We get it. Like, I don't need to hear about it anymore. Did you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I, I get you. Right. Anything <laughs> else? Anything else? Like, I don't know. I just was annoyed. On That's this all. segment, grind my gears with Mikey hey. Mack. Yeah. You know? That's all. Moving forward. We just, we, just <laughs> made, we just made a splash. The second half splash. What's crazy? I know I was gone, and I know people really enjoy this segment, but... I was very taken aback, very moved by how many people reached out to me wanting to hear the Deep Sea Divers segment. What can I say? People like getting down. People like getting wet a little bit. And we're going to get we're gonna get extra wet. At least my picks are going to get extra wet. We're going to go Deep Sea Diving. These are guys that are owned in less than 40% of Yahoo Leagues. Guys that you could plug in maybe this week or stash for a couple weeks with some potential. Randy, go diving for us. Get us going. Well, you know, last week I had to do it by myself and I dropped A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown dropped the 13, which wasn't too bad for the boys. But you know what? We're going we're gonna to go a little deep-sea diving at the tight end position. Last week, the tight ends were abysmal. All your big-name tight ends didn't do anything. Ertz was nowhere to be found. Kittle didn't Evan do anything. Ingram, no Evan show. Ingram, no show. These are two guys. I'm going to give you one from the beautiful city of Houston, Plays for the Texans, Darren Fells. Darren Fells currently is ranked, um, he's only owned in 21% of leagues. He played against, he's playing against Oakland this week, who averages 11.75 points a game. In, in six games he's played this season, half of them he's gone over 12.5 points. So you're looking for something out of the tight end position, especially since it's been terrible this year. And with Watson making his case for MVP, Coming down the stretch, another weapon, Fuller goes out. So you got to believe that the targets are going to go up for Fells as well. I agree. I agree. Uh, I, okay, you have your tight end pick. I, I'm more comfortable with my tight end pick. And I don't even want to say it because I kind of want to start him, but I haven't picked him, up, picked him up yet. But Jonu Smith, tight end, Tennessee Titans. It looks like Delaney Walker is hurt. He's hurt. He might not play. John Smith's owned 2% of Yahoo Leagues, 83% of snaps last week. Delaney is as old as, um, I don't know, Bette Midler. Oh. Just, he's old, man. He's, he's got a lot of mouth, threat on tires. Look, Tannehill, I think, improves that pass game. Tampa Bay gives up the second most fantasy points to tight ends. I kind of like that option. He went 3 for 43 or 3 for 53. I forget the precise numbers, but three catches. He put up at least a seven uh, last week. With Delaney being out. I like John Smith this week. Again, only on 2% of leagues. All right, I can figure you on that. Sure. And here's another one. A guy that hasn't played a down this season. And that's Chris Herndon. Owned 31% of leagues. Oh, owned Chris Herndon? Chris Herndon. You know I'm off with names. He's owned in 31% of leagues. Here's the thing. In, 2008, in 2018, he averaged 5.5 targets a game and had four TDs and over 600 yards receiving. Darnold is searching for that security blanket, and we saw it since last time he was seeing Ghost. It's not even Halloween. Mm-hmm. So he could possibly have uh, a guy that's going to get you some catches. Get you, you want a 10 from the tight end position if you don't have one of the studs. So you just want to get to that 10 mark, and I think uh, Herndon can get you there. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a valid point when you made about the security blanket because it was kind of like Jameson Crowder for a little bit, and... I don't know. I think Hurden does add to that offense, but that offense is terrible to me. I can't watch him play. I know 
I don't want to take. I don't want to get too crazy because um, they play New England, but I, I don't trust anybody on that offense besides Le'Veon. And even Le'Veon, when I start him, I'm not really excited about it. They did throttle the Cowboys a week before. Yeah, but I think the Cowboys are overrated. Um, and I know they just went and smashed Philly, but Philly's not good. Philly's not a good football team. So, I don't know. I, I just You're asking, you got Robbie Anderson, you got Crowder, you got Demarius Thomas, who's getting a ton of targets lately. Not a ton, but getting targets. And then to add Herndon, I, I, just, I just don't know if the volume's going to be there for him to be good. But, like you said, he, he was... A factor last year, he he put, really put up some numbers. So, you know, I, I I don't hate it. I probably wouldn't pick him up personally. Before his four game suspension, he was swirling around as a potential true. Uh, People are big, high yeah, big name acquisition at the tight end position. Um, it, it's something to monitor going forward. And right now, you're kind of throwing darts at a dartboard for a tight end. So, possibly be a plug and chug going forward. Okay. Now, the last guy I'm talking is a one percenter. I don't even know. I mean, the people that own this guy right now is are individuals who are thinking ahead. I dropped his name a couple weeks ago around the Fantasy Lounge in terms of like wanting to talk about him, didn't talk about him. Dropped his name as a potential start when I was kind of out of it. I have no idea. Can I guess? Yeah. Jimmy G? No. I... <laughs> Jimmy Graham. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about Jimmy Graham. I really um, have a strong dislike for that individual. And if I ever saw that man out in public, I would would probably throw something at him and then run as fast as I could away from him. <laughs> but, well, you know he's not going to catch it, so. He's not going to catch it. Exactly, dude. Like, don't get me started on Jimmy Graham. But Wendell Smallwood right now, 1% owned. Chris Thompson already ruled out for tomorrow. I like Wendell Smallwood. Look, last week, uh, this or last week he had a career high in snaps. Um, I'm thinking blowout tomorrow against Minnesota. They're gonna probably uh, be down big. AP already has an ankle injury. If he plays, I doubt he might be effective. I expect Smallwood to get more snaps this week. I expect him to be somewhat productive in the pass game. I could see him going for like four catches for thirty yards, maybe ten rushes for thirty, and you're looking at ten from Smallwood. As a plug and play guy, tomorrow. Yeah. But that's a gamble to play him on. You know how my tomorrow. yeah. You know my feelings on Thursday night on doing just random plugs. I'd never like to do that. But another name when you're talking about small, when you're talking about the Redskins backfield, is Darius Geis. Kid possibly be coming off IR soon. No, again, like the, the eighth time. Like Jesus, he's been on IR more like longer than he's been in the league. That is very true. He's only played like two games. No, he got no one. Because he got hurt in last year in the preseason, the first preseason game. Yeah. And they played week one and had a decent game. And the offense was supposed to go through Darius Geis. They're really high on him, though. So yeah, I keep hearing that. Yeah. yeah, just how the Bears are really high on Dave Montgomery. Jesus. Don't get me started on that. Do we even talk about it? I don't want to get to it. I Don't even get me started. I don't want to ruin a perfectly good Deep Sea Diver segment by talking about the Chicago Bears and what happened last week. But You know, we went so deep. In the ocean, reaching for some of these guys, we might be able to find the Bears' offense down there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, they can't. Even, the Bears' offense can't even swim. So I mean, they they're afraid to go in the water. So that's just what it is. I don't want to talk about it. But look, and you know that you know they're not rushing anywhere. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, so as deep sea divers, you know, again, we're giving you names that. We're not even only giving you names. We're we're, channel, we're stimulating your brain. 
with the things we're telling with things we're telling you about who to start, who not to start. Again, if I had to go back and look at all my picks, I don't want to brag, but I probably hit about eighty percent of these deep sea divers. That's totally possibly inaccurate. It just kind of seems right. I would just love to fat check it, but yeah. hey, I love the confidence, kid. Love it just the seems confidence. Right. Okay. I'm finally coming around. I'm finally coming around on this, but that's a little deep sea divers. Go ahead and dry off, get the towel, dry off. We're going to get a little recap going on so that touchdown league. People have been calling for it. I've been stubborn on it because uh, it elongates the show and people that aren't li- people that are listening that aren't in the league probably turn off. But at the same time, we're not really getting that many views anyway. So what does it matter? But let's go ahead and recap a little so that touchdown league. And I know, Randy, you're happy about this. You know, you got you to gotta stay faithful to the, the fans. You know what I mean? And that's the Solar league. The 12 degenerates that play together. So let's give a little recap. We'll happen week seven. We'll start out first. The commissioner boy right here drops and loses by four to Lamar's attack, which is Lewis. And at the Sony uh, Michelle revenge game. He put you I, back in the game. Put him back in the game. Because you were chasing a ton and Sony goes bonkers. Yeah, when his kicker drops those. a 15 on me and stuff like that. And I finally dropped Elliot, my kicker, from Philly because he's, he's terrible. terrible. So maybe going forward, uh, maybe I'm I'm back on the board, but a good win for Lewis. Yeah. Absolutely. Then you got Dave sniffs AB's well, farts. Can, can I get can I get a little? Oh, you, you, just take, you just commandeering this? Do you want me to just take it? Well, off? no, I was gonna talk like I was gonna say, you know, channel against Gallagher and the fact that Gallagher leaves um, Chase Edmonds on the bench and plays <laughs> David Johnson. That's gotta hurt. That's gotta sting a little bit. Do you think he was so salty? About leaving him on the bench, they traded him away. Him and David Johnson, he didn't want to deal with it and trade him away. I don't know. Gallagher's very impulsive lately with his uh, with his dealings, and so that could be a possibility. We're gonna we're gonna talk the trade he made in a second. But Channel's team right now is just putting up a ton of points. I mean, sec- right now he's third most in points. Uh, dropped to one forty seven against them again. Though Gallagher starts, Chase Edmonds, he's. Uh, He's he's four and three and feeling real good about himself. Yeah, and right now channels number one in the league. Shout out to Dave Sniffs, AB's farts. Every time I say that name, I just have to get a little giggle. But uh, channel with the big win there, and then drops Gallagher to three and four. Now moving forward, feel bad for this kid, Mister McCarthy. This team sucks. Loses to Andy. On Andy gets a win on his birthday. The spot starts getting shout out to Andy for his thirtieth birthday. Finally gets a win. Andy moves to two and five. Still twelfth, but got a lot of points though. Yeah, drops a one fifty six to one hundred seven. McCarthy's team is struggling right now with Patrick Mahomes going out. Um, you know he built his whole team on that, and you know he's gonna be starting Kirk Cousins going forward. But you know he's he's starting Ingram. I mean not Ingram. Yeah, Ingram didn't do anything, but he started Montgomery and Montgomery. He's unstartable right now. Yes, he got two rushes. I think I won that deal. Even though Gordon's been terrible, but I got John Brown out of it, and John Brown's been pretty good. Um, good. I'm glad Andy on his birthday got that B day dub. Good for him. Um, I want to talk a little bit. I, I mean, we don't got to talk about my matchup. Even though Lath has been like super cocky lately, and kind of, it was nice to kind of put him back to reality somewhat. I don't want to talk about Rogers dropping a 58 piece because it was just. How did it feel? Kevin? I was watching it with my niece, you know, and just. Going crazy! I was jumping up. She was jumping up. It was it was quite you know it, 
it, that's what football's about. You I'm, know? Sure, I'm sure she'll keep that memory for the rest hey, of her life. You never know. It was, I was going crazy. Uh, it, was, it was fun. It was fun to do that. Um, I want to talk about probably the two craziest games last week. Um, we'll talk first because this one, eh, yeah, this one was probably the, the least, eh, I don't know. Steuben versus Ryan. Look, Steuben up 22 with Brady, and then Ryan's only at uh, New England D. And there was a stretch where it legit looked like that New England was going to pull that game out in terms of his defense. There was, I think, Steuben was up 118 to 114, and there was no, it looked like Brady wasn't really going to be able to do anything else. Dave squeaked it out, but that was a crazy game. That was. Pro- between that game and then with seeing yeah. in um, Waldo's game, I've never. That's what you love to see on a Monday night, is two games down to the wire. It's back and forth. They got players on each team, and you're just seeing people pop off. And then, well, like we said before, New England's D is just outrageous. And then when Brady threw that pick, there was literally they were throwing two points. Well, what what happened was they got the safety. Then Brady comes down, throws a pick, and then Darnold throws a pick. So that was like an eight point swing for Ryan in that whole transaction. Um, so it was crazy. I was texting Dave. I thought he was. I I mean, I was sick to my stomach watching it for him. Uh, you know, that was almost going to be one of the worst beats I've ever seen. But arguably one of the worst beats I've ever seen, probably in the last five years, was Waldo losing to Brett Maher. But before that, set it up. He's got Russell Wilson, he's got Mike Williams, and he's got Chris Carson. Projected, basically, to, to beat SEMO by 30. They don't really do what they need to do. He's up 12 going into, or he's up 11 going into the Maher game. And Brett Maher puts up an 11 in the first half to basically seal the deal. That was sick. It he was kicked a 63-yarder. It was insane. And I'll give a shout out to Simo because you saw him slowly at your house just gaining life, gaining life. I'm telling you, he speaks that into existence. I'm telling you, he's like Mike Myers, dude. Whenever you think he's whenever you think he's done, dude, whenever you, you turn away because you just shot him in the chest, the dude rises up. He has something about like him speaking stuff into existence, like it was insane watching him talk about how Maher was going to come back and win that game for him and then actually seeing it happen. It was spooky. Like we said before, Sam Darnold was seeing Ghost. It's like Waldo, Waldo was seeing Ghost. And Simo is the boogeyman. It's like, how do you come back from that, from Waldo? Simo started out 1-3. and three. No, 1-4. and four. And he's right off two in a row. And he's just sli- slowly coming back. Now he's in eighth. He's in eighth. He's still got fun. some work to do because he's low on a little low on points, but but you know he, if, yeah. as long as he keeps random off wins, he's the boogeyman, dude. Three guys didn't go for more than a hundred points, and we were talking about for next year. What we yeah, want to do is the hometown. We're doing hometown. Yeah, yeah, the hometown rules where you have to pay ten bucks to the kitty. So that will be a nice little kitty okay. at the end of the year. Now we're gonna do an old fashioned two minute drill here, folks. Two minute drill. We're gonna do a two minute drill because we're running a little low on. We're running a little long here. Plus, we got to get Dave in. It's kind of long. So, we're going to do a two-minute drill. Week 8 picks here. I'm going to put two minutes on the clock. Are you ready, Randy? Who are we going to start with? So we it's, can... it's not, no, You're going you're gonna to commandeer this. I don't really like picking games. I think it's bad juju. But we're going to get you going here. Two minutes starting. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hut, hut. Hike. All right, we got Channel Dave Sniffs, AB Farts versus Mikey Onions to start out the game. <coughs> and we'll start right away. Um, Channel's projected 136. Trotter's projected 121. Looking at the matchups, if Trotter starts Melvin Gordon, I do not like that. 
I think Channel wins this game. Fair enough. Moving forward, we got McCarthy, my team sucks, first the Waddles, the Wadleys, whatever you want to call them. McCarthy's projected 125, the Waddles is projected 131. I think right now he's got Devontae Adams starting. I don't think he's going to play again, but he just traded for Julio. So I, I'm, I'm going to go with um, the Wadleys. Uh, I kind of like Kirk Cousins' revenge game tomorrow, and then he's got Evan Ingram bounce back. I'm a big believer in the bounce back. I think Ingram kind of pops. So, so you got McCarthy. Next, we're moving on to Simo, King of the Hill. First, more than a Thielen, Ryan. Thielen's out. He's going to start Robson, uh, McLaren, and Metcalf, and Barkley's back. So I'm looking at this game. Uh, I think actually Simo wins again. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Simo too. I think Gurley, Cincinnati's terrible against the run. I think Gurley has a huge game. Gets in there at least once. Yeah. All right. Next, we're going to go Lath Jabra's team. That's go, DJ. That's my DJ versus Lamar's attack, Lewis. Baltimore, four and three. Lewis is third ranked and uh, Lath's ranked five. I'm looking at this game. Lath starting Joe Mixon again. Um, Can't, I mean, the fact that Lath didn't put a claim on McKissick or uh, Johnson is kind of befuddling to me. Um, and he's got Matt Ryan starting right now, uh, which I hate. Right now I'm going Lewis, and you know Lace the smartest guy in the room, so who knows? He I like the something. Stafford matchup against the Giants. I think Juju against Miami's terrible pass defense. I kind of like that. I think I'm going to go Lewis, too. All right, next we got Steuben, uh, the Daily Daves, the Tom Squad versus I Don't Want No Chubb. That's Gallagher. Steuben's rejected 131, um, and... Gallagher's projected 129. Starting Devontae Parker. Gallagher's starting Devontae Parker, which and, I kind of don't hate. And Josh Allen at home versus Philly. Um, I think this is going to be the game of the week, and I think it's going to come down to what Steuben gets out of uh, Johnson, the new running back for uh, Detroit. And I'm actually going to take I'm gonna take Dave in this matchup. kind of like Dave, too. Um, is that it? No, we got one more. Because you're way over two minutes. but I know. And then last but not least, we got the commission versus the Spot Star King, the battle of 30-year-olds in this league. Um, That's the commission. It's me versus Andy. and Yeah. Andy's been hot lately, so I, I feel like you're kinda, you got the confidence drop a little bit. Cooper's on a bye, too, who's been probably your more productive receiver. I, I... But you do get McCaffrey back, but, you know. Uh, you know, I've, I'm always feeling confident moving in each and every week. I got New Orleans D versus Arizona, so that could potentially be uh, some points for me. I'm feeling confident, but I'm not going to pick. I'm, I'm feeling confident. I feel like Andy's like coming from the grave. I like Andy this week. All right. All right, that's a two-minute drill. Now, we got a very special call from the lounge line, courtesy of El Gallo. Are you hungry? It's at 3 a.m. Go grab yourself a best burrito in town. It's El Gallo. Dave Steuben, welcome to the Lounge Line. It's another Daily Dave. How you feeling? I'm doing all right. How you guys doing? We're okay. We're currently on a 50-minute show already. 50 minutes? I know. Jam-packed with knowledge. Yeah, right. it's, it's, been, it's, been a, it's been a long one. So what do you, what do you got for us on the, uh, on the dailies? Well, first off, did Randy pick me to win uh, this week in the two-minute drill? Uh, I, I picked you to win. I forget. Did you Who pick? are you playing again? I just blacked out when I do it. Who are you playing? Gallagher. Oh yeah, I took you to win. I took you, Stoops. I said it's the game of the. I said it's the game of the week. It's the game of the week. 
Um, but anyways, anyways, getting to some daily day for you. So we're going to start with uh, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson at quarterback playing Oakland. Oakland is 31st against the pass, so that's pretty terrible. Um, he's $8,400. Going into the running back, you got Todd Gurley against Cincinnati. They are also uh, the worst, I believe, the worst rushing defense. Yes, they are in the NFL. He's $7,400. Uh, been pretty consistent, too, throughout the year. Giving me out. Let's see what he has. Uh, 11 points last week, 17. The week before, 22. The week before that. So, looks like a good matchup against Cincinnati. Uh, my boy, Ty Johnson, the uh, new running back for the uh, Lions, $5,200 playing against playing against the Giants. Hey, watch the language, Dave. Um, huh? Wasn't watch the language, Jesus. Hey, we're not on the radio anymore. I don't give a shit. No. Um, <laughs> Uncut and unfiltered. Uh, so, yeah, Ty Johnson, 5200 bucks, Cheap play. He's going to be the starting running back. Uh, Cortland Sutton going against Indianapolis. Uh, he's $6,000. Uh, Mr. Consistent again. Uh, Give him your lineup. Good dude. Tyler Lockett. Against Atlanta, seventy-two hundred bucks. Twenty-eighth uh, against the pass is Atlanta. So uh, he's another guy who's just consistent every week. You can plug him in, and he's going to get at least ten points every week. Uh, Kenny Galladay playing against the Giants. Another uh, same thing with Ty Johnson. It's a good matchup. So they are twenty-third uh, against the pass. Sixty-seven hundred dollars. Austin Hooper against Seattle. Uh, Seattle is 19th against the pass, and he's 6,600 bucks. Another guy who's been kind of popping off lately. Uh, let's see, uh, 21, 17, 10, 21, and 12 in the last five weeks. So, another guy to get in your lineup. Um, Austin Eckler. I like this one. I know he's playing against the Bears, but uh, I don't feel like the Bears can stop him. And out of these, uh, the backfield with some dump off passes, especially with the way our defenses look, uh, I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities. Maybe get in the end zone. And then the Rams defense against uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati's just been a dumpster fire all year, and uh, they should get some sacks. Jalen Ramsey's there, caused a fumble last week, shut down Julio in the second half. So looks like a good pick. So that's your uh, daily Dave for this week. All right, Dave. Well, hopefully you can win some money. Yeah, what's what's your money well, count looking at this year? What's my what? What's your money looking like this year from uh, playing these dailies? Oh, not too good. You know, I'm probably about even. Uh, Gallagher actually Gallagher hits me up every week because he can't uh, bet in Louisiana, and he gives me his picks. And Gallagher actually, I think he's won like three out of four weeks. Whoa! Maybe we should change it to the the the, the galley special. The daily huh? Jew. <laughs> the daily Jew, yeah. Oh man! All right, Danny. Any last any last words before we we let you go here? Um. Uh, we gotta talk about the trade that went down. Um, we we haven't talked about it, but you know, for people listening, uh, Waldo traded James Conner, Benny Snell, um, Jalen Samuels, and Odell Beckham Jr. the headliner to to Gallagher in exchange for Julio and Arizona's backfield. Who who do you like in that deal there, uh, Dave? Um, this is a lot of banged up players. I probably would go with whoever got uh, OBJ and and Conner. Is that in the same trade? Yeah, that'd be yeah. Gallagher. Yeah, I would probably say Gallagher, just because I don't, I don't know. I, I know Chase Edmonds had three touchdowns last week, but that's a tough situation with the 
the Cardinals backfield. And it's like, who, you know, are you going to start both of them when David Johnson's healthy? And then Edmonds is, you know, is he going to be in the game taking away carries from each, uh, each other? So, who knows? Is Odell, with, uh, but is, is Odell Beckham Jr. good, Dave? Because I'm looking at his fantasy numbers the past uh, four weeks, and let me tell you, it's uh, nothing right home about. No, but I mean, Julio's really not doing anything either, so two underwhelming Stug. wide receivers yeah. got moved, basically. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, Dave. Big names, it's kind of boring, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, as always, Dave, we appreciate the call and uh, good luck uh, this week in fantasy. Oh, hey, Mike, did you listen last week and hear us all say uh, we were live in fancy much? Uh, I did not. I, I listened to only bits and pieces because it was, again, a 40-minute show, and that's a little too long for my attention span. Oh, is it? So you you went with 55 minutes this time? Yeah. <laughs> we're pushing it. We might be pushing an hour here. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I'm glad that you're, you're actually back and you're not crying in a corner in your basement saying you're right. alive. Dave, I never <laughs> cried in the corner. I just cried on the couch, so there's a difference. So, I don't know, it's, it's just so amazing to see you on Sunday, you know, linen, you're all happy, smiling, you know, you gotta get your life together. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm a roller coaster of emotions, man. I know. Okay. All right, well, we'll see you next week. Hopefully, yep. hopefully, win some money. Absolutely. All right, thanks, Dave. All right, later. The lounge line of buzzing. All right. Speaking of money, though, I know uh, Kamish got some mortgage payment. He, yeah, you know, going the, the pre-game or the the pre meeting or that's not a word i don't know it's long here you know the 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 prepping before the show you had some interesting mortgage payments and uh you know i'm kind of not seeing it but i'm looking forward to, looking forward to hearing your reasoning behind them <laughs> all right starting out like that we got the texans plus one well that was last week i'm sorry and i was wrong on that bet uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got the chargers plus four against the bears I kind of like the Chargers in this game. Um, not to just say the win, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I think the Chargers, if they do lose, it's going to lose by three. But the main thing I'm going to hammer home is the over-under at 41. Both these teams are struggling to score, and I don't see it getting up to 41 points. Uh, couldn't disagree with you more. I think that the Chargers are going to put up at least 20, and I think the Bears are actually going to... The Chargers' defense is not uh, anything to write home about. I think I'm looking at like a 23-20 game, so that puts them at the over. But barely by a point. Barely, barely, but it still puts them at the over. Okay, okay. 23-20. All right. Uh, next, we got the Packers minus four at the Chiefs, and I'm taking the Packers in that game. I don't know what Matt Moore is going to be, and the Chiefs' defense isn't that that good. Yeah, I agree. So, do you think they could keep up with Aaron Rodgers? The dude, the dude last week goes to Matt Lafleur. He's like, I've, I'm going for five today. And Matt Lafleur straight up looks him in the face. He says, I want six. Love and it. the dude goes out and gets six. Dude hit more touchdowns than the Bears had. Um, first downs for basically the whole game. My thing is, the, the Chiefs. When Mahomes went out, the Chiefs kind of turned up that defense a little bit. Um, but at the same time, like Aaron Rodgers doesn't take. He does get sacked, but he's so good at escaping pressure. You know, I. I it's an arrowhead, four points. The Packers D is good. Yeah, I'm torn on that. I wouldn't touch that. I think uh, the Chiefs plus four is kind of tasty to me at okay. home. All right, next. So <laughs> shoot me down for everything. So next we got the Broncos versus Colts. And the Colts are minus five and a half. 
What about the Broncos last week shows you that they're going to keep up with the Colts when the Colts just dominate the Houston Texans? Nothing. So I'm taking the Colts minus five and a half. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. Um, yeah, I like that. They just traded Sanders too. Um, I would like to see the numbers on the Colts pass rush because Flacco's a sta- uh, dinosaur back there. And if they get to him, if they have any type of pressure, Flacco's just shits the bed. So I, I, I tentatively like that. Okay. Minus five and a half. You just, just ticking your toe in the water there? Or? Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that one. All right, and last but not least, we got the Eagles plus one and a half at the Bills. I think the Eagles win this game flat out. I think I take the Eagles on the money line. I love a team that's kind of in turmoil, that's got their back against the wall, especially then that you think is going to be good and should be good. I think the Eagles turn it around. Who have the Bills really beaten? The Tennessee, no, the Tennessee Titans. Titans. They beat the Dolphins. Their offense is kind of. Their offense is kind of. Their offense is kind of struggling. They booed their offense last week, at home. The Bills fans were booing their offense. Their defense is very formidable. But I think the Eagles, uh, this is a big, like, rally the troops, circle the wagons, like the Buffalo Bills. But uh, I think the Eagles win this game outright. I think Buffalo goes in and, and, and beats Philly. Um, look, Buffalo's pass defense, as I talked about, is the top uh, five pass defense. Uh, Philly, you know, is one of the worst pass defenses. I expect Josh Allen to actually have a pretty big game. Um, Philly hasn't been getting to the passer either. Um, I expect Josh Allen to be running the ball pretty well. Uh, I like Buffalo flat out to win the game. So we're th- we're we disagreeing. Do you want to do t- another board bet? Like who who wins this week? I don't know. I'm just saying. I, three out of the four. I'm I'm going opposite. Okay, so Barry wise for the sure, board. Sure, why not? I'm taking Philly. Am I reading this right? Seattle's minus only minus three and a half against Atlanta. That can't be right. Is that right? That can't be. No. It's a, okay. That was to say. I mean, I'd pound Seattle, especially after that bad loss at home. They played well at uh, at the twelfth man in, up in Seattle. I mean, they barely beat Cincinnati. Um, they they got blown out, and they had another bad game too. Um, uh, there's uh, some stat: Russell Wilson playing in the rain is geez. is not that good. And when it when it rains there, uh, pretty often you could say in Seattle. So. You know, I kind of like this. Might be crazy. I like Miami just to flat out win Monday night. Is that against against Pittsburgh? I think that's the win. And just ruined their number one overall pick. Yeah, Mm. stop. Uh, I think it's gonna be interesting. I'll give you more. Let me give you odds. No, I mean I'll give me Miami the points. What is it? Probably fourteen and a half. No, it's not. Swear to God. Is it really? I just looked at it. I don't. That's a game you don't even touch. Oh my God! Yes, Pittsburgh's not good. They're not good. What? Yes, take the points. Take Miami. Take the points. They're, they're losing for a reason, Mike. If they're starting Fitzpatrick, take the points, dude. Absolutely, man. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. What do you... What is Pittsburgh... I mean, they beat they beat the brakes... They beat the brakes off a bad Chargers team. That's it. What have they done? James Conner's banged up half the time. Who's their quarterback? You want Kyle Connors? <laughs> Dude, I mean, are they at, do they, do, like, let's see, Pittsburgh against the pass. Oh, 18th against the pass. Ugh. I don't know, dude. I just, I just a game I just don't touch. Oh, my God. Take the Dolphins. Oh, my God. Pittsburgh's coming up a bye, too. Yeah, that's fine. They had two weeks to prepare for fucking Miami. They almost beat the Redskins. I guess that's not saying much. They, they played the Bills tough. 
That's really not. I, I'm, that could be the lock of the week for me, Miami and the points. That might be like when I'm down heavy, like going into Monday, <laughs> bound Miami to uh, try to save my weekend. Dude, I like I have, dude, I'm talking myself into it. I think Devontae Parker scores. I think Fitzpatrick has one of those games where it's like, oh my god, six TDs like he beats New Orleans like last year. Yeah, I okay, I kind of like that. I'm fired up by Miami. I, you know what it is because of the Dolphins. I'm a sea. I'm a sea. Sea I'm a water. I'm a water creature. You know, I enjoy water. Aquarius. I am Aquarius, dude. <laughs> oh, hey, hey. oh man, I, I can't believe I didn't pass out during this uh, lounge. I think we're looking at uh, this is a marathon. Almost, we don't even have. We're like running. We gotta out of stop. Time. We gotta stop. We gotta stop right now. Um, as always, though, I'm like Mac. Remember, 